Hello and welcome to Now That's What I Call Radio. This is episode 10. Is is 10 a landmark? 10 is not a landmark. We established the landmarks very early on. Yeah, we did. 6 and 52. Aaron, if you try to find any excuse to celebrate before now, 52. Now look, look, look. I, I will say it's not an official landmark, but it is double digits, so that's cool. It is double digits. It is double digits, but, but that's it's not a landmark. But that's the thing that we tell 10-year-olds so they feel good about themselves. Double digits. Yep. Double digit midget. We've been doing this for quite some time. <laughs> like yeah. 10 weeks Counting long. the that's old 10 show, weeks. yes. That's a yeah. fifth of a year. Yeah. It's pretty impressive, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But well, I feel uh, like getting caught up in the double digits is the uh, podcast equivalent of saying I'm nine and a half years old. Yeah, yeah, but who in their right mind would steal that from a nine and a half year old? I try not to take it away from them. Right mind would steal that. A teenager, which I guess disqualifies the right mind part. But I'm all I'm all about spoiling things for for whoever is five years younger than me. If you're five years younger than me, I want to ruin your life. You just got recorded saying Logan. You literally you just said that on air, bro. Because you right now you (laughs) think things. If you're 18, you think things that I want to spoil for you. I want to spoil the end of this movie for you so hard. But I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I'm gonna try. I think I think you can. Your ego is inflated. In an act of attempting to deflate someone else's ego. I think yeah. that's all that's happening. Yeah, and, and then pretty soon you're exposed for who you yeah, really yeah. are. The fact that you don't really have any experience either, it eventually comes out in the watch. But the, the, wash. the smidge of experience I have over them, I will lord over them. Oh, like it's oh the most okay. important thing. All right, moving on. Now, let, that's let, what let, I call radio. Let, let's begin before I lose um, respect. Um, <laughs> it kidding. may not be a landmark <laughs> episode, but we're upping our game. You can call us. As of this week, we meant to have that set up a long time ago. Our number is 801-923-3053. Call us anytime, even if we're talking and we're just going to talk with you. And comments is still open as well. So comment, call, whatever you want to do, but let's let's talk. Yeah. I mean, this is a great venue to share opinions on music that have legitimately no foundation and no significance. Right. You don't yeah. even need to believe it to say it on air. That's yeah. what I learned. Yeah. Logan, <laughs> Logan has proved that three, four, five times. <laughs> Join us. Join us. All right. Well, uh, I do have the soundboard working, so I'm still not quite sure. I'm just going to go for something random. Let's do nice. it. I honestly don't even know who's in charge of segments this week. I, I do. Well, I know what section I'm in charge of. All right. Well, here we go. Is that album? This That's is album. fortuitous. Nice. You're doing this on purpose at this no, point. No, I'm, I'm really not. Yeah, you are. I have, I have <laughs> mild ideas up here. <laughs> Let's talk, everybody. Some of you went back and you listened to that Daniel Johnston album that we reviewed. Some of us, meaning the people at this table, the nitwicks, the whole gang. We listened to that Daniel Johnston album and we thought... What if instead of one boy recording one instrument into a low quality microphone, we had one and a half boys recording every instrument feasible into one single terrible quality microphone? So today I present to you, the Nitwick Gang, a little band called the Brave Little Abacus. The Brave Little Abacus. And truly the bravest little abacus it was. Absolutely. So brave. Only the bravest. So uh, a little background on this band. Jake probably has already done more research than I have. I just happen (laughs) to like the music. Uh, 
They are a two-piece group. It's one of those situations where I think one guy played bass and one guy did drums, vocals, main guitar, synthesizer, uh, half the horned instruments. The other half of the horned instruments right, but, were done by but, friends. But, but, yep. Before we sell the other kid completely down the river. I will sell him. No, no, no. Uh, he uh, probably produced... No, no, Come he on. actually he actually had a different. Come on, there's he always had, the had instrumental friend, and then there's the friend that he, he keeps did, everyone. He did on, have a friend on track. This isn't Twenty One Pilots. <laughs> Just because Twenty One Pilots follows the pattern of like, okay, one edgy guy for all the girls to like, and then one guy that does the work. It's the same pattern with Billie Eilish, by the way. Oh, the same, which is why Phineas, one well, producer like, of the year, white shout stripes, out. same pattern, two piece bands that is how it but works but did meg white really do anything yes she came up with some rad yes rad don't even all right all right all right all right back back to business so one of his friends did do production for him yeah but it, it wasn't like super big but he didn't do it a was, good job well yeah no I mean, I, I, <laughs> okay no, no. Yeah. i mean this aesthetically is, this is, he did a good job okay this there we is go. gonna be a conversation my friend because this, we remember what you said about daniel johnston we remember we don't forget so, things like that to set the stage for the conversation the album that we're talking about today nitwit gang is called just got back from the discomfort we're all right great name which Such a is name. one of the best album names i've ever heard in my life the picture appears to be a balding man with no relation to any of the band members outside of a gas station so it is paired with one of the greatest album names of all time and one of the most unassuming album covers of all time i could pop that balloon okay i, I know who it is do who is want, it? Do you want me to tell, yeah, yeah, yeah. tell me? Is it his dad? <laughs> it's his dad, yeah. It's his dad! Okay, now I know. But see, I, I don't know. There's something about uh, like these emo bands. Not saying that the brave little abacus even necessarily knew they were emo. Uh, just the ethos of the pictures that they choose to use for their album covers. So good. I mean, pop artists, they go crazy. Rap artists are known for going really over budget on their album covers. But you see an emo album cover and it's like, is it going to be a picture of a red wagon? Is it going to be a picture of four chickens stuffed together? Like, what What are you going to get with I an know. emo album cover? Know. You never well, know. Well, in this You're one, right. you it, really don't know. That's true. And it literally didn't disappoint. I love the cover and I love the name. It is packaged literally perfectly. Yeah, no, the packaging is great. Turns out it was his dad, his mom took the picture on their honeymoon. So that's where and his dad's comes just from. wearing some zip hoodie. Yep. on his honey. It's that's nice. beautiful. It's good. It's nice because I love rap music and I love pop music and I love vaporwave and all these weird obscure genres and some popular genres. But I think about where I come from, which is just middle, lower middle class white suburbia, and like that's the sound. Emo is our sound. We are just. Pictures of our dads, pictures of red wagons. Our parents got us guitars one time, and this is what we made. Like, I, I love all this stuff from other niches of the internet and other different types of people, but man, it's this is us, man. We're zip hoodies on the honeymoon. Well, not only that. Yeah, no, I, it, I do like that about it's, uh, emo punk, whatever you want to call it. Dude, it's exactly us, actually. It's exactly this basement. I, I, I did go and listen to quite a few interviews from him about this, the production of this album uh -huh. and, and some of his other stuff. But, like, he literally made it off of, like, a, some student licensed version of Cubase with, like, a oh. two-in, two-out audio interface. And he, I, I literally, I, I um, was, he was talking about how he did his drum production. And he said, 
my, my production friend taught me this trick, and I call it the little abacus, brave little abacus <laughs> oh, trick. Oh, boy. And he said, here's the trick. You throw a mic in the, in the kick, and you put an overhead, and that's it. And he said, Are then, you serious? Yeah, and then he said, then what you do, then what you do is, is get in there, line them up, duplicate the overhead, and push one left, one right, and then separate them by a tenth of a second. That's oh my said. gosh. I, I, I'm with him on the definite, I would say kick snare and then overhead, but yeah. I relate. Definite, definitely relate to yeah, that. Yeah, so that was the Brave Little Abacus trick. And I, to be clear, I do love their drum sound. Me too. I do like, too. It's I, awesome. There are I, way I, too I many rock tracks in the 2010s, especially, tend to really overdo the drums. And I love good drum production, but when the drums are pulled back, but still the parts are crazy. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's awesome. awful. Yeah, a lot of modern metal. You get the, the the drums are produced so perfectly. You can just tell that the that the drummer is more concerned about how he's hitting he or she's hitting stuff, and if it's in time, and it squelches so much life out of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could tell that whatever was happening in the production of this album, they all were just letting loose and just hitting whatever they wanted. It was a mess, but it was passionate. And and that ooze, I, I do like that. I oh, like yeah. it when you get the ooze. Love it. I love that ooze. And this album did do it. Very and a lot well. of modern production really does squelch that. There's a lot of that. In in terms of what this album is, like if I if I were to talk about to a nitwick going into it, what you should expect, um, more than just the sound of it, which I think we've established already to be lo-fi. This is about the standard of lo-fi that I like. Getting as low as Daniel Johnston is really hard for me, and it was hard for me with that Weather Day album that people are saying is a Mm. spiritual successor Mm. to Brave Little Abacus. This is about the floor of production, but man, if you can put up with it. um, One of the first bands I ever listened to was Streetlight Manifesto. Like as a kid, that was the first band I ever listened to that my parents didn't put me on to. And so for any kid, that's a big deal. So that's the first band that wasn't Kiss. Right, the first band that wasn't Kiss or uh, Dixie Chicks. Got them. So it means it means a lot to me. So that frenetic pumps punk sound with horns sounds like childhood to me. So when I listened to uh, Just Got Back from the Discomfort for the first time about two years ago, it it strikes me as this album that's just about a single endless moment of youth, mm. not childhood but teenagehood, and because. The themes of the album, it kind of revolves around discovering yourself. Um, it seems like a date is involved, him not really understanding how to process romantic relationships or explain to people how he feels about them. Um, and if what, the reason I say like an endless moment is because it feels to me like the album takes place in virtually a night. A night where he went on this insane date and he had a ton of expectations for it and none of them happened. Uh, but the music is still really blissful at the same time. Oh, yeah. I, there's nothing like dark or scary about the album except the one part where he busts out a death metal scream for oh, two I was, bars. I was literally on the blah, blah, blahs. Yeah. I was literally just about to say that. He knows how to scream. That scream he hits yeah. is so good. I'm like, oh my gosh. That is actually one thing. I wouldn't say it's a criticism, but I wish he did that a little bit more. I like the way he yells. I wish he did slightly more hard screaming because honestly, he killed it. That is so good. Yeah, I he has such vocal variety, but I I guess 
Giving it that description, I'll turn it over to you guys, whichever one of you wants to go first with your thoughts about we'll this. We'll let Jake go, but I, I I do just want to interject and just say that, yeah, the use of horns, it's very appropriate in this album. Oh, it, it's perfect. And um, I actually did learn that the reason the horns are even a thing is because some of his best friends, so he was like really in on the um, the local music scene when he was growing up, he grew up in New Hampshire. So he was just in on like, you know, just renting out a warehouse for the night and just going and hitting all the shows. He ended up being really good friends with these kids that were in a ska band. And so ah. they literally were, <laughs> they were half. So there was three people involved in this album, him and two other kids. And the two kids were like ska, like hundred percent ska. So that's where that comes from. And honestly, it fits so good. In fact, at first, when I first heard the ska, it kind of caught me off guard. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is a lot of horn work. But then I was like, this is perfect though. Like yeah. that is freaking perfect. And um no, I I thought that there were some great things. I thought that the samples were freaking amazing. Those samples that go in throughout there, like the one about the the now relationship's over. Completely yeah. planned. Now that was Hard totally to too mad about it. I yeah. love that. And then like the one about to you everybody's a loser, a poser. I'm shallow, okay? Those are great samples. Uh-huh. So perfect. And and they were kind of rare in emo up until that point. I mean, if I'm if I'm tracing my emo history correctly, what really kicked off the Midwest emo genre was American football. Mm. But this idea oh, yeah. of like sampling and like video game music and like synthesizers, oh, yeah. that's all over emo now. You listen to a 2020 emo album and it'll have these elements. Yeah. I really think that was kind of started by them, kickstarted well, I mean, at least. It's 2010. I mean, that's that's a long time ago. But recognizing how I think hip hop, because by nature it is repetitive and kind of vibey uses samples to capture emotional appeals of things. I think it's very clever of them to have leveraged it to help you kind of understand the emotional appeal of just got back from the discomfort. Yeah. No, honestly, um, I thought it was great. Great album. Like probably my favorite recommend that you've given me. Awesome. I, I was, re- I really enjoyed it as well. Um, I mean, I've gone down in the books as saying a few times that, uh, music that I like the best is stuff that is as close to the original idea as possible. And this is like, um, I don't know, yeah, emo. It's got some, I mean, ska, metal, something or other yeah, in there. Everything and, is in and, there. And, and it is that close. You know, you can tell that they didn't think too hard about anything they did. They just went for it. Uh, and I, I, I love it. I yeah. love that um, feeling. When, when that feeling is in music... I can just listen to it forever. I don't even see. I, I I can't even really tell you any track names, and I listened to it a few times, but you know, just turning it on and then just letting it go in the background. It's it's almost um, it's got some soothing, calming elements to it. It's it's music I could definitely do homework. It's got a to. lot of ambient passages. To be fair, it does. That is. Unfortunately, that is my biggest criticism of the album is sometimes it will just spend two to three minutes playing the same synth pad over or, and over or, or again. Or like that or that like three minute stretch of just those three notes on like an accordion. Yeah, the boys theme. Yeah. I hate to say it, but I do pretty much always skip that one. Oh, we're getting a call. What do you know? This is a call from LA. Hello, LA. Yo, what's up? Hey, who is this? Uh, it's Celeste. <laughs> oh, hey, Celeste. You guys kept saying, call me. Yeah. Thing, so yeah, I was well, like, I thought I'd have the guts to do it. Yeah. 
Yes. All right, Celeste. Have you been listening? I have been listening. I have no idea what you're talking about, but... <laughs> hey, that's that's uh, everyone. <laughs> Ourselves included. Well, I got, the, I, got the, like, I got the emo bits of it and stuff, and I was like, me and Aaron went to a really dope 21 Pilots concert last year. That was really cool. Yeah, that <laughs> Sad I wasn't there. Who, who who's oh, your? Man. Who's, we were on the big street and everything. Who's your favorite emo band? My favorite emo band's got to be Twenty One Pilots. All right, fair I'll, enough. Got to be. They I'm are. Sorry. They are great. Logan's gonna have to swallow that one. I will reluctantly accept that, Celeste, if only on the ground that their band situation roughly resembles that of the Brave Little Abacuses. That's true. I love the name Brave Little Advocates. I know. <laughs> you Celeste, you, so great. you really do need to go spin this album. Like it is worth your time. Okay. You got it. Yeah, if you, you just it, if dude. you just want an emo vibe on your way to school or work or wherever you're going, this is this is ah, a choice selection. It's a vibe. I love a good I love a good emo band. I love a good emo band. But you know what? What I've been getting into lately is, is reggae man oh, reggae wow. and all this hippie stuff we wow. talking like it's, pop level like shaggy no like stick figure and iration oh. and and like oh stick figure. Uh, revolution and k-bong and all this cool like it's just really positive vibes and it's just really cool and, and my mom got us tickets to go see him in a couple months oh, oh nice yeah, really i saw psyched. who's headlining who's headlining at that um is it a festival it's not a festival. It's just Stick Figure and a few other people. But I, my mom and I have just been listening to it and like comparing notes. And there's just like, it's really positive vibes. And you know, like emo vibes are great. Like, you know, when you, when you need when you need the, you, to be emotional, you know, when you gotta like be in that. But like, you need some a bit days of both. You, need to you know, just like some sunshine and beachiness. Celeste, and, like, Celeste, are you trying to tell us that you uh, you've grown up? You've grown up. And I you've like up. being sad all the time. Are, yeah. are you telling no, us you're past emo? No. <laughs> There's always a little emo in my heart. But you know, we need sunshine Celeste, sometimes. Celeste is, have, like, rain all the time. Celeste is post-emo. Post-emo yep. still likes 21 uh, no. Pilots. Let it, let it be written. Post-emo is a real genre. <laughs> no, I feel, I, I feel you, though. Reggae, does it, it does hit right sometimes. No, I... I've oh, yeah. No, like... When you're waking up in the morning and you're just like the sun shining through your windows and you're just having a great morning and it's just like, heck yeah, let's put on some reggae and have a great day, you know? Perfect. I like the old school reggae if I'm going to listen to any, like straight up Bob Marley. He he had some- Oh yeah. There were some jams. The modern stuff I struggle with because a lot of it tries to be electronic and I don't know how I always feel about oh, that. Oh, not, not a fan of Damien Marley well, doing stuff with Skrillex? <laughs> You don't well, like bangerang? Here's, here's the thing about here's the thing, you gotta get you gotta get under like under the radar a little bit because like six figure isn't quite like there yet. But like I don't like the the main I don't okay, now I'm gonna sound kinda pretend I don't like the main <laughs> That's this whole show. Oh, yeah. Celeste, Celeste, yeah. Celeste, we're all about sounding <laughs> pretentious. Don't Just be stressed like about the it. Mainstream reggae, man. It's it's not as good. It is electronic, but like then you have stick figure and like and the people that are running around with stick figure, like K-Bong and stuff. And it's just, it's very rich, natural kind of vibes. And it's really, it's really uplifting. And it's not as much of the, the electronic. And I you, would definitely highly recommend it. You have used 
all of the right words to describe reggae. Rich, uplifting, natural. Yeah. You, you know Soccer. your stuff. <laughs> yeah, I hope I do. Celeste has good roots. I've talked music with Celeste quite a bit. Uh, growing up, you grew up in California, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I was exposed to you grew, all You grew up with uh, Snoop Dogg. And, uh, and Metallica and Eminem and like all sorts of Red Hot crazy Chili stuff. Peppers. I'm gonna put you on a oh, quick, yeah, Red uh, Hot Chili quick, Peppers. quick pop quiz. What's this your favorite? Down? What's your favorite Metallica album? Saint Anger. That's mine, hands down. Saint Anger. Hold on. Saint Anger oh, is man. not a popular okay. opinion. It is the not, best. Though. Not a good look for the Nitwicks. Saint Anger is. Uh, I'm gonna choose it for album. You know what I really appreciate times. about Metallica though. Is that like you can be listening to it and it sounds like you're listening to a different song, but it's still the same song, but it's just so seamlessly just gone into something else that's just all equally as beautiful. And like I have a lot of like favorite songs, but it's like album. Uh, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful is a good word to describe you know? Metallica with. The first 30 seconds of <laughs> One by Metallica is my favorite album. Oh. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I've seen them live like twice and they're just, they're incredible. I saw them once when I was eight years old. My parents took me to so go see Metallica at the forum. And Perfect. there's this drunk guy next to us and he's like, rock on, man. Your parents are the coolest. My parents never would have done this. <laughs> Daniel Johnston's <laughs> parents like definitely will not either. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like eight and don't know what to do with myself. Like. But my parents took me to, they exposed me to a lot of different kinds of music. And so I just have a, a really huge appreciation for it. But my, awesome. my friend Mary, Aaron, Aaron knows Mary. Mary knows music like none other, like a wide variety. Like she can give you the lowdown on any album, anytime, like any whatever album? it is, you can throw it out. She's, she's, pretty, she's pretty good. In, in, she really in, is. In, now this no, sounds she's really like pretty a good. challenge. Including Neil Diamond. Oh, Matt, you need some kicks on your show is what it sounds like. I'll have you know I've wasted many hours on RateYourMusic.com. Anytime we're here uh, Wednesday, 7 o'clock, whoever shows up can have a mic. I don't care. Yep. (laughs) We here. Yeah, no. You got to get Mary involved in this because Mary has the musical knowledge of a genius. But, like, I I don't know, man. Like, (laughs) I've tried to encourage her to make an Instagram where she's like, uh, rating different albums and describing them because she's just so good at it. But like, the world know, does man. need a female Anthony Fantano. It does. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> yeah. Or either oh, that absolutely. or the world just needs no Anthony Fantano. Okay. Well, I'm gonna push back on that one. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. Cel- Celeste, before we let you go, do you have an emo recommendation for the Nitwicks? Trench. <laughs> Don't and don't say not trench. trench. Do, do not, not trench. say trench under any circumstance. Do not. Do uh, not. You know what? <laughs> you know what? If you're gonna go, if you're gonna go Twenty One Pilots, and you want some like really weird, like off the wall stuff, go back to like regional, regional at best. At best. Boom. Go go back to like regional <laughs> best if you want something weird. But yeah. like, oh man. Have, have you heard their self Have you heard their self titled album, the first one with the the guy bleeding rainbows out of his head? Nice. We, yes. Oh, Isle of Flightless Birds. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That that's I love a, that album. That In my opinion, their their so best album is Vessel, and then it goes their self titled, then Blurry Face. Yeah. Then Trench. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. 
know. It's just some songs I just connect with on another level. So it's hard for me to like fully consume on an entire album because it's like there's certain songs that just hit different, you know? Yeah. And so it's hard for me to be like, that's my favorite album because it's like, it's the songs that hold the memories of something that's happening. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. Yeah. All yeah, right. It's, how? It's, how? It's wait, wait, wait. How, how we feel? No, no. Wait, wait. One more thing. How are we feeling about uh, My Chemical Romance? Oh boy. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that one. <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm such a softy. I'm a big old softy, and you know, My Chemical Romance is like really just room for me. But I really love them. It's like I don't know how to. I don't know how to fully consume my chemical romance. I love them, but it's like it's almost like too dark for my personality. You get what I'm saying? Like it's like a, I mean, we're reggae and sunshine now. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah, we, we forgot. We forgot that you're past we, emo. We've given, you're, we've given up youth. We've, we've left the emo <laughs> toys. Uh, and we've moved on. But you know what? It's so funny, and I would totally recommend it. Is there's this YouTube mix of My Heart Will Go On and Helena, <laughs> and it works so well, and it's. It is just, it's hilarious, and it's on YouTube, and I would definitely recommend that. There's a solid recommend from a solid call-in. There we go. Thank you so much, Celeste. Thank it was you, good Celeste. talking with you. Anytime you're welcome with us. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, thanks, guys. Yeah, maybe one day I'll come join you. Yeah, you should. That'd be awesome. All right. See ya. See ya. Really quick, um, Kate Borg Ooh. also commented, she said her favorite emo band was Paramore. Oh, yeah. Paramore. Oh, yeah. Paramore. Okay. I mean, she just said Paramore, but I'm assuming that that's what she was going for. Represent. Represent. You know Paramore. That's junior high. I. At some point, somebody <laughs> needs to sit down and really define the lines between pop punk and emo, though. Because oh, Logan's about to flex. I, 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 I'm going to say this. I All think, right. I think um, the problem is that both of them use their vocals in such a way that goes... And so, therefore, everybody thinks Fair it's enough. the same thing. Fair enough. Because people think that screamo is one monolithic genre where everything is screaming, and that's not true. Like, black metal is not remotely comparable to Midwest emo. This is coming from someone who has spent an immense amount of time on RateYourMusic.com. Immense amount of yes. time. Yes. Which, it, and it is the best website. I built. come prepared every week to this show ready to defend rate your music the second one of you attacks it yep. substantially <laughs> too bad they didn't know how to defend their own code i, I can't even i literally can't oh, even navigate it <laughs> we got another call and it's pablo this is pablo live this is pablo making a comeback Yes, yes, it is. There's the man. Pablo, you should have replaced me, man. I saw you that video of you here in the studio in my spot, and I thought, what am I doing? What what am I even contributing in, to the show? Compared to Pablo, what am I contributing? <laughs> oh, man, uh, you're right where you should be, man. Oh, thank you. Thanks, <laughs> oh, Pablo, Daddy. Oh, that Pablo, was... Pablo just always makes you feel yeah, good. Oh, he does. And and the fact that he has sat in this chair does change the dynamics here. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He's been here. I have big shoes to fill, Pablo. Nah, man. Nah, you, like I said, that's all for you, man. I, I'll call in every now and then, my two cents in, but that's about it. Pablo, now that you've filled his heart with, with warm things, now just trash talk on Drake for a second. Don't do that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just I, kidding. I I'm, I'm not going to trash talk with Drake right now. Even though, Logan, <laughs> even though Logan did do the mistake of giving him, what, album of the year? No, album. It album was decade. decade. It was decade. It was, it was decade, Pablo. It was worse. Pablo, you, you ever been what? stood up for a date before? Probably not because you're a champ, but... If you had been, then you'd know why I like Marvin's room. <laughs> I, I, I don't want you to like him because you like anything that has to do with Drake. You're gonna agree with. You're basically a fanboy. Simple as that. A fanboy. That's an attack on my character, Pablo. I keep objective opinions only. <laughs> Yo, so so Pablo's now a truck driver. He's seen the entire U.S. Yep, he's been. He's worldly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Pablo, have we lost you to vanity and riches? Um, nah, not yet. <laughs> okay, not, not it's yet. It's gonna happen. Yeah, it's just just not yet. So when Pablo swung through, you know, he he sat down at the table. We've recorded that little clip. Turns out that weekend we ended up playing a bunch of rounds of pickleball with him, and that was a blast. Turns, wow. turns out was, Pablo is really good at pickleball too. Yeah, Pablo. Yeah, he freaking killed. I'm yeah. serious. Oh, he, he destroyed. Was, he was dancing all over the place. Yeah, he he kept flexing, literally was, dancing, yeah. trying to taunt wow. me. Yeah, you know, Pablo, we we really do admire you around here. Honestly, if your <laughs> if your uh, pickleball skills are half as good as your wordsmithing and Ooh. your complimenting skills, then uh, I have no doubt. That Aaron and Jake were destroyed by your pickleball hey, proficiency. Hey. hey, we're pretty good, dude. <laughs> All right, Pablo. Enough, enough, enough of this chit chat. You called in. Do you have something? Some do you do you have something to say about emo music? Um, are you here to weigh in, lay into Logan? Uh, um, well, let me see. Emo music. I'm not really that deep into it. Like I, literally, the most emo music I heard is basically Fall Out Boy. Oh, oh, fair. Oh, old hey. Fallout Boy, dude. That's old Fallout Boy. That's got weight. Let's let's give it a salute. I give it a salute. Old Fallout Boy, and I, I love right. new Fallout Boy, but it's not emo. So, Pablo, you 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 speak of emo as if you left it in the past, much like Celeste. Is that true? Not so much in the past. It's just, you know that you know, I'll put on a radio station and that's on. Well, that's what I'm listening to at that very moment. Fair. Fair. So, so you feel like you've never had a super strong emotional attachment to emo? Oh, that's the thing. Like, what? It, it, like, what is the actual definition of emo? Being? We were we were just discussing hey, that. Uh, we can hash it out right here. Yeah, let's Step figure it out. Step number one: If you're a bad band, you're not emo. Oh, I don't know about that. Okay. Step number one: If your vocalist sings. And um, they, if, they if your vocalist they, sings, if you're, no, you might be. I was, an gonna, emo I was gonna say if your vocalist can't tell if he's singing or screaming at any given moment, then it's probably emo. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. If if, if um, your singer has eyeliner, you're probably oh, you're wait, probably wait, emo. You know, I take that back. There is actually a band that I do listen to. Um, Lil Peep. Trying to remember the trying to remember their name. Well, uh, well, you're thinking of the name. Logan's going to give us the third Black rule. Wild, yep, give us the third Black rule of Veil. Veil. Oh, Black Veil Brides? Brides? Yeah. yeah. Black Veil Brides. Black Veil Brides. Some people consider Coheed and Cambria emo. I think this whole, like, if it, if it's a girl voice that's nasally, it's probably emo. No. Uh, uh, 
Yeah. Whoa. Uh, uh, Logan, on Logan, average, Logan, Logan. on average, Would you call Kendrick voice. emo rap? No, no, of course not. But I, I think that on average, that voice thing is one of the biggest distinguishers. All right. It I'll is. give you on average. On, on yeah, average. On average. And yes. also insinuating that the brave little abacus ever wore eyeliner. If he did, I respect that. But if he didn't, how dare you? Okay, but Brave Little Abacus is very real, oh, like, very real emo. Like, this is, like, straight out of people's basements emo. It's not produced emo. You know, like, like Black Veil Brides and My Chemical Romance, those are, like, the junior high school cl- yeah, I didn't cl- get into classic this, emo artists. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, that's what's on everybody's T-shirts. Pablo... I got a real one for you. You've been uh, across the U.S. Which state do you do you feel if 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 the state was a song, which state would be the scariest song to listen to? Oh yeah. Oh man, Iowa. That's a pretty good because there's there's a lot of different states that are scary in their own way. <laughs> Okay, which, which yeah. state do you feel is the most emo? Yeah. I, the bayous of Louisiana. Oh, nice. Louisiana. Louisiana, good pick. Never been there. <laughs> I feel like... Where, where is the emo scene, like, consistently Dude, spawned from? Anywhere where nobody makes it. If it's in... Ca- California doesn't have a popping emo scene because people make it there. New York doesn't have a popping emo scene because people make it there. The dead middle of flyover states dude, all over across the U.S. It's, true, dude. it's either black metal or emo. Yeah. Like Wyoming? No. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, Wyoming. I, I've heard I mean, Idaho Iowa, Iowa dude. bands. Slipknot came out. Iowa of- just seems like a scary... Slipknot is from Iowa? Yeah. Yes. Iowa mm-hmm. seems just like a terrifying state to me. No, you're I'm thi- scared you're of You're thinking Iowa. Wisconsin. Wisconsin's like the oh, Texas yeah, Chainsaw right. Massacre. But, right. but still, Iowa, similar vibe. But you, know? you think like cities. Like in cities, people have things to rap about. They're like, yeah, there are a lot of problems in the city. And people are like, that's true. But somebody comes out of Iowa, it's like, it's fine. <laughs> Guess we just better put on skull paintings. <laughs> oh, it's obviously not fine there. <laughs> I don't because, know about that. Oh, I don't think so. Honestly, <clears throat> the cool thing about like Slipknot though is they built that scene out of basically dust, and that is very cool. Like they, they seriously came out of nowhere, inspiring flyover states everywhere. I went to go on yeah. KSL to look up band seeking members, and all of them are death metal acts. Yeah. And Logan, I'll have to disagree with you on that. Well, kind of. Oh boy. Okay. Like, let's say, like, I think if, like, if emo bands were a state or state, I'll say the Dakotas, North the and Dakotas. South. That's a good. That fits your description, though. Mm. Nice. It does fit. Your yeah, name. basically, it, it's just like their states, but people keep forgetting their states. It's like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's there. Like literally, it's just there. At least Idaho contributes potatoes. At least, exactly. Yeah, North and South Dakota, they're just there. All right, they got what Mount Rushmore, I think it is. But other than that, it's just. And let's be real. When they no. made R- Mount Rushmore, they were all listening to emo. Yeah, they were. That's true. I mean, listen to that name, Rushmore. That could totally be an emo. They were all listening to emo, no doubt. Emo, emo and Dynamite. Honestly, Dakota Mount Rushmore is a great emo band name. I, I know. That's what mm. I'm saying. All right. I got to write that mm-hmm. down. All right, Pablo. Before we let you go, do you have any... It doesn't have to be emo, but that's preferable. Do you have any recommendations? You're out on the road listening to a lot of stuff. Uh, you got any recommendations for the Nitwicks? 
besides you guys should get a, a t-shirt and start selling it. Um, let me see. <laughs> Thanks for That's the plug. True. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate that, Pablo. I don't know. Like lately, I've been uh, I've been running into a lot of people. Well, you know, other truckers just listening to that. Like, kind of sort of not how do I put it? Like it, it's country music, but it's like one of those like over the road type of type of music. Oh, like southern rock. Almost. It, it's almost like Southern Rock, but like most, but more. Like, do you know an artist name? Like, is there is there any songs or artists you know that fit the fit the mold? Luke Bryan. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That good old that Tim McGraw, that Brad Paisley. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know, dude. I didn't know. Pablo, keep covering that road. Keep inspire, inspiring inspiring you know the world. I'll leave, I'll leave you with one thing. It's like and it's last minute, but I don't know. Green Day as a sellout of the week. Oh, oh yeah. Green Day is sellout of the Green, week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Pablo, why? Briefly explain. They were all, you know, gritty, nearly, you know, emo, punk, you know, just down there. And now they're like, they don't even know what they want to be. No, they really don't. They, they seem don't. to have lost all direction. They yeah. just 21 guns, yeah. you know? Well, it's, yeah. it's what's happening, man. Like, honestly, those emo bands, they can only be emo until they grow up, I guess. That's, that's I'm trying to hint at that here. necessarily true. Well, like, you still have Jeff well, Rosenstock doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. but, like, think of, like, emo that was first and famous. Well, that actually still mm, emo. You know what true. I'm saying? Like, yeah, sure, but... Pablo, let's put it simple. Can you be 50 years old and still be emo? You could be 150 and still be emo. Dang straight. Heck yeah. Heck Dang yeah. straight. <laughs> Preach, Never Pablo. too old to it, it, be emo. It's just, at, it's just at the end of the day, it's, hey, not that, like I said, not that many people really listen to emo that much anymore. Well, I mean, you know. Well, we're trying to some represent. We, like, yeah. We're still representing the underground us, in here. Some of us like it. Some I said like not it. that many people. <laughs> you know, emo was more of, you know, the late 90s, early 2000-ish. You know, it was out there. So was that like now, was that like the United States adolescence then? Is that what we're getting at with that? Shoot, I mean, post 9-11 really did feel like a new adolescence in a way. Basically, yes. Mm. It's yeah. like basically every, every genre has like you know it, it always there was always a peak in, in the moment i think emo emo bands were you know late 90s you know like around 97 right. mm. to like what like 07 let's say That's after true. that it just like just started disappearing it, well the piano it, the the dang piano took over the dang piano honestly emo has become way more underground as time goes on good yeah good yeah you know what Keep it from them. You have, to, you have to know how to look for it. Keep it from hey, them. Hey, Pablo, yep. you, uh, last chance to tell uh, Logan that Drake sucks really quick, and then we're going to let you go. Don't do that. Oh, Drake definitely sucks. Ah. All right. All right. Talk to and, you later, and Pablo. And Logan, ah. L- Logan, I hope you do bring him over, you know, over to your show to try to rap battle me or whatever it was that you said he was going to do. I will. You know, diss me. <laughs> so, so Pablo, you're not scared if Drake just shows up on your porch? He can knock on my door right this instant, and I will not be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Pablo, he's 6'1". <laughs> 
He's what? huge. Yeah, Pablo's good at pickleball. Drake man. isn't skinny anymore. Hey, just give Pablo a pickleball racket. I never. He, <laughs> okay, I take it back. <laughs> hey, Pablo, it was a pleasure, man. It was a pl- always a pleasure. Hope to talk soon. Definitely a pleasure, guys. All right, see ya, man. See ya. All right. Seriously, though, I just gotta say it. This album was awesome. Thanks, man. I it, this album actually rekindled my passion for this vibe. Because I feel like I kind of liked it a little bit in high school, and I and I listened to it quite a bit, but I kind of stepped away from it. And I'm not gonna lie, this is totally reignited. And, and this, along with the recommendation Aaron gave me of that uh, brand new album, yeah. I've been spinning those like crazy, and it's gotten me back into it. And it's freaking good. Yeah, <laughs> it's honestly it, it's it's really fun to be into emo music. Like just the other day on the way home, me and Jake were going back and forth and just playing some of our junior high greatest hits to each other. It's a good time. It's a great like, time. Like, long live the emo music. Long live Stacy's mom. Yeah, also that one, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. But to be fair, uh, the Brave Little Abacus, it's... it's um, I've been kind of trying to uh, hint at this idea that emo is for younger people, but it proves that you can pull that genre off in a more mature way and mm-hmm. still enjoy it. I, I mean, I think well into further parts of my life, I could enjoy that album. It, honestly, me too. And, and honestly, I, I felt like it was inspiring to listen to because, again, I kind of felt the same vibe as Daniel Johnston a little bit where he just went for it, and it really makes me want to just go for it. And, and I start- don't know how Logan can love that and have feelings about Daniel Johnston. Real quick, real quick, side pedestal here. How in the frick do you not like Daniel Johnston's style? There's no question that because, bro, Brave Little Abbott has so many parallels. Like, the hip-hop industry makes billions putting out stuff This like sample this. is... Ah, yeah! Quick, quick answer to that side <laughs> pedestal. Uh, I don't find Daniel Johnston's instrumentation to be that interesting. And I don't care for uh, piano ballad only strict song structure type albums. Yeah. The thing that's interesting about Brave Little Abacus is like, yes, his lyrics and his songwriting are interesting, but the way he packs instruments together and the way he's choosing to tie all these songs together, like, I think only, I think all of the songs are either in the key of D or the key of G. Mm-hmm. And like, three, most of them tend to flow together. That's, that's more interesting to me than like discrete. Singer songwriter plus piano songs. All right, all right. That instrumentation is a fair argument, but I feel like the way that he sings and the what his rhyme schemes and he yeah. just fits syllables in where they totally don't fit. Like it's very similar. I I do like that. I like a lot of unorthodox singers. Yeah, me, I really do. Me too. I do too. All right. Unless me, it's Stephen. Music I'm news. I'm kidding. Oh, Stephen. I'm kidding. It was right. a joke. Music news. It's me, right? <coughs> yes, Ooh, it is. It is you. No oh boy. Woo. We're off to mm. strong beginnings. Here. Strong, strong beginnings. <laughs> Speaking of adolescence. Woo. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I saw part of that Taylor Swift documentary. Oh, how was it? Uh, there's something interesting that I noticed. Kanye. In the very beginning. Well, first off, Kanye was a setup. Nobody still believes me. Well, it was a total setup oh, no, to no, legitimize no. it. Uh, I'm artist. with you. On that I, one. Yeah, but, I never said I didn't right believe now. you. Not right now. Let's see. Let's but hear. she started. If you notice, when she gets a guitar. For Christmas, when she's very young, like 12, 13 and all that, she doesn't have a country accent. Then suddenly, post blowing up in the Nashville music scene, she walks onto a stage and speaks in a country accent. 
all of her songs are country. And then we go back to her nowadays or her post like 1989 and she doesn't have a country accent again. Yeah. This is calling into serious question the legitimacy of my favorite time period of Taylor Swift. Yeah. The young country girl. Maybe she wasn't country all along. Oh, good good detective shocker. work. I think it was a ploy. It, it is a proven fact that if you get an acoustic guitar <laughs> for your birthday, you do get 20% more twang That's in your voice. That's true, too. So. All right. I got one key piece of news. Oh. Oh, we're getting another <laughs> we call, call in. from Texas. Your social security number's been canceled. Texas. All right, Texas. How you doing? How's it going? Yo, who is this? Well, howdy. Well, I don't know if... Uh, Naibo remembers, but my name is Chase Ramos. I'm calling from Grand Prairie, Texas. How's oh, it going? Oh yeah, I remember you, of course. Oh I man, met, yeah, I you, met him in Danbury, Connecticut. Hey. Danbury, Connecticut. Yeah, How's yep. it going, Jake? East Coast represent. Yeah, hold up, you're in Texas right now, right? Yeah, Texas right now. That's, that's where I am. We got a. Yeah, no, I just, yeah, I'm serving in Texas right now. You're, I just wanted to call and say, you're, hey, you're, you're, you're a mission. You're a missionary right, right now, right? Yep. All right. Well, well, tell us your favorite emo band then. <laughs> no, we're just we're just going on Facebook and we're like, let's, let's call them. I see this happening. I'm like, no way. This is freaking dope. Hey, well, I'm no, super. I'm super. That is so awesome that you're out there in Texas, dude. You're you're headed to Peru if your if your uh, visa clears. My right? visa comes in. Yeah. Nice, yep. man. Well, I hope it. I hope that happens. You you owe us an emo band. <laughs> just all one. Right, all right, I'll, I'll make sure to get that. Just just see an emo band. Um, uh, what's a good emo band? I like. Uh, does Does YouTube count as an emo band? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, then I'll go with them. Beautiful. Joshua dude. Tree is my favorite emo album, so I feel where you're coming from. <laughs> Hey, yo, it's good to talk to you, man. Hey, thanks for calling, man. It's good to talk to you guys. I love what you guys are doing. This is dope. I I saw it yesterday, and I was like, or I don't know when I saw it, but I was like, man, it's freaking sick. I I just love listening to podcasts, so you guys keep it up. Hey, thank you, man. Absolutely. All right, and uh, to go back to that Drake comment, just because he's tall doesn't mean nothing. Drake is nothing. (laughs) (laughs) You just got served again. Okay, all right. (laughs) Wait a minute here. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> all right, so y'all keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, Welcome you, Texas, all right? You too, man. All right, man. Thanks see for calling. We getting, we getting national love over yeah, here. Yeah, dude, that was that's freaking awesome. All right, here we go. Key piece of music news for the week. All right. The gorillas are back. Oh, yeah. Again. With a little song machine. So they're ripping off Vince Staples. I'm just pointing that out. What? Did he do that? Nah, he did like a the Vince Staples show, like episode one episode. Oh come on! It feels he similar invent, to that. He didn't invent that crap. That is not Vince Staples didn't invent this. I'm not claiming Coup- the coupling, gorillas coupling invented a sh- it. Coupling a show with music, Vince Staples is not the first to do it. For sure, no. What like the entirety of the, the Alvin, cons- Alvin and the Chipmunks? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> no, but like, like seriously, like what? What about MTV? What I mean, about MTV? That's just music video. I mean, it's like, not just music. This whole videos. like releasing it's, songs as an episode thing. It's like, cool. what are you getting at? I think, I it's, think cool. it's cool. It's the gorillas, it's man. Cool. They they are very cool because they followed the internet. Unlike OK Go, who just came in. Granted, I love them, but they came in early days of YouTube, and they never stopped early days of YouTubing it. Uh, the gorillas, they've always had this really cool relationship with current technology. 
like when we were when we were in elementary school, they made flash games to their songs and stuff like that. I just think here they are again breaking the mold in their classic zany cartoon character way, and it's awesome. I'm really excited about it. I think it's cool that they're 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 integrating a story into this thing. They have the car- cartoon characters interviewing the features, and they're just always going to be. I, th- I think it's going to mm. be a constant I, I, stream the whole I mean, year. Really, what would be better for the gorillas? You it's, know what I'm saying? It's like, literally perfect. It's perfect for them. They, they have features. They can tell their story. They can do animation. Enough time to make actually good videos. Music is mm. still coming out. Like it's perfect for it's, them. It's awesome. I mean, and with the way YouTube is heading and the advent of Pollencore, I really think they are staged to make a comeback. So I, you know, my criticism of them being like Vince Staples isn't anything because really this is the perfect time for gorillas to be doing this type of thing. Yeah, this is an incredibly smart business move. There is there is a market for that kind of stuff right now in a huge way. Yeah. Yeah. That said, Vince Staples show is pretty great. That's true. (laughs) Oh, that's it. That's it. You know, case closed. Should we do this now that Pablo already kind of yeah, said Green, Green Day, Day was kind of Let, let's just up. let's just continue Green Day I, props to Pablo he's still representing this section of the show it, it was me who was gonna do um, sellout but let's let's it's pass. true I I'm with him on that too I mean I remember when I was just just a quick comment when I was like in elementary school I remember my older brother's friend was a big time uh, Green Day fan and that was not kosher at the time you know being into green day was pretty edgy mm-hmm. and i remember you know catching wind of um him just like mooning the audience and stuff like that he was you know he was hardcore the band was what they were and now it's true they they're they're pretty much straight up boomer rock yeah. I, I mean i think that's can you believe that that green day falls under boomer rock now wow I don't know, man. Like they, they, they do though. When you when, no, that's that's the sound. Their new single, I assume, is what we're talking about. That's well, the sound of just a band that doesn't really know what they want to do. <laughs> like it's it's fine. Yeah. You can go like rougher indie, rougher rock. You can take a personal approach. You can do any of that. But a song as generic as that, yeah, is like I don't. Well, I don't know well, what you're I just think at. they've lost their luster. They lost their luster. And that's and, fine. I'm not going to tell them to stop making music. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's just desecrating, it's just desecrating off, their, their legacy. That's the play, problem. We say you play the piano. You Have you ever... The there is an wow. essential video. I know that our group chat is just us sending each other essential videos, only half of which I watch. Full disclosure. You... You really do need to watch that Skrillex one. Though. I will watch that you Skrillex really one do. tonight. I will. <laughs> yes. But there is another essential video called The Cobain Theory. Oh, I love talking about oh, this yeah. one, and it's the idea that if Kurt Cobain had failed his suicide attempt, we don't know if he was murdered, but the idea that artists will over time just tarnish their own legacy. There are a ton of people that say if Eminem had died after the Slim Shady LP, he would have gone down as one of the greatest of all time. Probably would have. You know, like the the idea that since you can't come back after your death, then that puts punctuation on your music. You can't come back after your death until your little peep. Right, in which case you're constantly coming back. That goes, How are you coming back? They turned him into a vocaloid. There was another XXX feature on uh, what what was the album that I just saw he was on. <laughs> it was just brand new on the Spotify webpage. Oh my gosh. Like, uh, we... I explained this once before. Here's what I literally think is happening. They have enough raw vocal data on X and Peep 
just enough raw vocal data that they can take it, isolate the civil syllables, and then pitch it around like a Vocaloid. Y'all know who Miku is? Uh-uh. That blue-haired oh, yes. anime girl yes, I do. that oh, yeah. can sing anything, anytime. Yeah. X and Peep are now that. Yeah. Oh, no, they literally. Yeah. That's yeah. the only explanation for how much material is coming out now. That's true. All right. Oh, I just remember it was the Lil Wayne album, new Lil Wayne album. Oh yeah. Do, do we just want to go into that? Talk about holograms in the future, like when Tupac comes back. Well, I. I do think that Vocaloid <laughs> is super interesting, but I talk about it at the risk of coming off like a gigantic weeaboo, which oh, I am. Yeah. But I'm trying I to mean, hide that. Risk? I was like, <laughs> risk? <laughs> what risk? I, I'm pretty I, sure that's blatant. I think it's fascinating that there even exists a technology where you can get a well-known singer to sing your songs yeah. for you. And there's an entire subculture of that that's sort of sometimes but never really broken into the mainstream. But when it debuted, people were talking like, singers are over. As soon as this technology gets good enough, we're never going to need you guys again. And to be fair, singers are typically categorized as like, well, the other guy plays the drums. You know how many things you have to hit with the drums? You know how many things you have to know with the guitar? Uh, uh, being yeah, a singer is really hard, though. The thing is, is counter counterculture will rise up against that. If if everything becomes too electronic, it'll become like a hippie movement. No, I, ho- I I hope so because the VR concert thing is actually happening. I hate that. I hate the idea of what VR is the concerts. purpose of the VR concert? It's I, stupid. We're man. all gonna get around here and we're all gonna agree with each other. But really, literally, what is the purpose of the VR <laughs> well, concert? I serious. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's dumb. I guess the whole concept, though, like music. So I can for, wear do you remember? Absolutely gorgeous outfits on my virtual profile. Ooh. Yeah, you on know my Minecraft avatar. Yeah, still down check for Minecraft my, Grammys. Check out my new skin. <laughs> no, but like literally, dude. Um, I remember like when Muse did it with that 3D camera. Do you remember that? They put that 3D camera on, and then everybody was like, "Whoa!" It's like you, you're you're on the stage with them. I guess that's the idea behind it. Mm. The idea behind it is we can put cameras in places and it looks cool. And I'm like, okay, that's cool, I guess, if it's for capturing a live concert. But if the point is, let's do this and sell tickets to a VR concert, oh my gosh, that's horrible. I will never support that. It's one thing to even like buy a concert DVD, which I don't, I don't even really get much out of those in the first place either. It is. It is. I mean, I'm into Cre- it. Creedence I'm Clearwater. In, I have a DVD it. of Creedence Clearwater Survival. I'll tell you what, that concert sounded the best. That's the best sounding concert. And that's not to say that there isn't a lot of work that goes into mixing live sound or making those DVDs. I know that engineering that kind of stuff is really hard. Oh, yeah. But just it, let's all get, let's all go up to an empty stage to watch virtual Tupac prance so, around. Yeah, well, first dumb. of all, the artist loses all of that energy coming at them from the audience. I mean, that's just a yeah. that's just an eyes version of Vocaloid. Like, Vocaloid is we made your voice do something that you wouldn't do. Uh, the hologram is just we're making your body do things that it, you wouldn't do. Yeah, and I hate that concept. And I... Here's the thing is, is, I feel like it's just very oxymoronic. Like, literally. What's the point? Because live music is meant to be an experience. That's the whole point. I mean, I, we we had I, the concert. Oh yeah. I, yeah, yeah, we did have the concert. Being debate. at the concert, yeah, we had. I know. Yeah, yeah. And so I just feel like I, I seriously, I don't think I'll ever drop a cent on VR concerts because I cannot stand the idea of that rising up. But it might save the planet. Go green. Coldplay. I heard this. Coldplay <laughs> said they are not going to go on tour again. 
until their tour is carbon neutral. Wow. How, do, how do we feel about that? Well, <laughs> on one hand... I mean, I guess it's... On the other. <laughs> I guess it's honorable. Never see you Ma- again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That that's. It would be really cool to have a carbon neutral concert. I mean, I'm not saying we shouldn't try to be careful with the planet, but I also think that you can be ridiculous with it real well, fast. How long do you think uh, Coldplay will maintain that pedestal? Um, until they run out of money. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> but that's that's kind of admirable, and I've never hated small shows or anything, and those things can be powered by, like, what, two wall plugs? Yeah, but like, when you're Coldplay, purely the, the amount of gas burned for people to come and see Chris Martin, Yeah, how are you going to compensate? Yeah, true. I just don't know, like, what the concert experience needs to be anymore because I I know boomers get something out of it, but when they go and they see like their favorite 70s band and they're way far away on the other end of Vivint Home Stadium or whatever, and you paid $100 to be there, why? Like, what are you getting out of that? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I like it's getting re- up close. It's reliving the glory days. That's what it is. That's fine. The but power it, of nostalgia. It, it, and the funny thing is, it's reliving the glory days, but you're sitting, like you said, in the upper bowl. But, like, it just doesn't work. But let's same, think about that. Know? Like, how much power, how much, if we want to make this about the planet, how much green energy are we going to have to make to counteract the boomer concerts versus the tiny <laughs> punk and rapper shows that I like? Yeah, the punk shows. Okay, now you're like, I mean, we are talking about kind of the hardcore scene right now. Yeah. And it, it's an interesting scene because I feel like they would be all down with the idea of, yeah, our music's saving the planet, creating community. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Just like have a giant turbine outside We're the bar. straight edge. <laughs> you know what, though? Like those small shows do usually radiate highest energy anyway. So just go oh, yeah. Just go and, yeah. and to be fair, if I didn't have to... Jeez! If people didn't absolutely need to always be listening to what people around them are listening to all the time, mm. let's be honest: the artist that you see in the bar is literally as good as Ed Sheeran, <laughs> literally as good as everybody else you listen to yeah. on the radio. Yeah. All right, I got what I wanted. That was beautiful. Let's talk Bob of the Week. <laughs> Just go to small shows. I agree. And I if agree, you I if you're an artist that's playing big shows, start a new act. Yep, I want to see Lil Uzi just go, do like some acoustic guitar. Go, the the problem is even well, we'll we'll get into it later. I guess bop of the week, bop of the we week. Better drop some uh, recommends for the Nitwicks. Oh, it's time to add some. We've tracks had some solid to that recommends playlist. from a wide variety of people today. Yes, we have. All right, I'll kick this off. I've been excited about this one. I'm ready. Okay, here we go. You ready? Sicko mode Skrillex remix. <laughs> Holy crap, though! You, Ooh, the sound design on that kay. one. I'm serious. I'm serious. You heard it now. Yes, dude. You know that little bit where it's the only bit he added to the song. It, it is okay. Let me back up. I was gonna say part of why I love this track so much is because Skrillex was so respectful to the original song. Yeah. Incredibly respectful. In fact, he almost didn't change the structure at all. He only added one piece. And I feel like that piece was actually so critical for the song. Um, Seriously, all he did was he just juiced it up. He added a few ambient synth reverb things. Yeah. He added one machine gun. Like, oh, super cool cuts. He he absolutely destroyed that remix. It is beautiful. And the thing is, is uh, it has re-listenability for me because I listened to it for a couple weeks 
And I didn't even realize that part, you know, the, the part he added where it starts hitting really hard with the kicks and stuff. Yeah. I had no idea that the background sound, the synth is actually Travis Scott's vocals where he says in high school, I used to bust into the dance yeah. with duffels in my hands or whatever. He took that and chopped it up. It's his freaking voice. And so when I realized that, I was like, oh Chop, my gosh. Chops are cool. Chops like, vocals. And, and Skrillex nails them. I don't, he does. I don't even care how out of fashion you think any of that is. Chopped vocals, using vocals as a synthesizer, is still the coolest thing ever. So cool. But no, I, I won't take up too much more time, but I just got to say this is... I've listened to a lot of remixes over my EDM days, and I'm actually not the hugest fan of the idea. This is one remix. In fact, maybe one of the only remixes I know of that I like better than the original song. Nice. Pa- partially because it was so respectful to the original, but it juiced it in ways it had to be Partially because Drake, yeah. Drake's in it. That's the other I reason. I love Drake. That's the other All reason. All right, Logan, let's hear it. <laughs> what do you got this week? By the way... Uh, we have a link to the playlist up on Facebook. Oh, thank goodness. People were asking about that. So yeah, go ahead and give that a follow. Give that a listen. It's all over the place. It's great. Yeah, there's no consistency to it whatsoever. However, I'm going to make it even more inconsistent. Y'all know I like my normie stuff. Y'all know I like my pop. Y'all know I like my really straightforward rock sometimes. But I'm going to hit you with this weird one. I can only describe it as like, Vaporwave meets the intentionality of prog rock meets the vocal style of death metal. Oh, yeah. So I don't know any other way to describe it. It's called Mail to Swamp Spasm at uh, something.com subject line worlds in parallel. That's the title. Logan's Logan's on a level. That sounds properly contrarian. We've got to bring him back to planet (laughs) Earth. You need need to listen to some Paramore. I fell down a rabbit hole the past two days of like Machine Girl and then Machine Girl's label and then Mm. every artist on Machine Girl's Mm. label and then one of their side projects and that's where this song comes from. And I discovered that that's how I'm going to find my magical Japanese man that makes music I like is just getting right into those band camp weeds so uh, i've pulled this one out the place yeah. i think you guys i think you guys will find it to be an experience and also a bop at the same time because you know me as much as i love my experimental i love grooving all right yeah I'll give i'm it a listen. hyped to hear that dude all right this week so i've been building a playlist with a friend of mine for quite a while songs for boomers no 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 <laughs> that is a great playlist it, it is it's good no there's a band i really like called the walters but they're one of those bands that just obscurely recorded a couple eps and yeah. so but their vibe was just so on point we created a playlist called walters and wannabes so it's just like walters-esque music it's pro it's like psychedelic pop electronic oldie tronics something or other mm-hmm. oldie tronic not not to be confused with boomer tronics <laughs> no not, not to be confused boomer tronics is only for the boomer <laughs> oldie tronics is for the kids i'm trying to think of what a boomer tronics <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll fill you we'll, in later we'll, we'll, yeah we will okay. fill you, you in. in all right but my track it's by a, a band called drug dealer great name oh yeah the real world it's a it's a bop. The real and what world. what what attracts you to it? Oh, it's just 
really nailing it's like this guy uh, he goes up kind of into the falsetto but not in a matt bellamy annoying kind of way it's more like a how dare you it's a more like in the 1950s beach boys kind of way but the instrumentation is just like you know like still woozy using those um leslie rotator oh, guitars yeah. oh yeah it's yeah. got that going on and he's just kind of high pitched on top of it it's nice nice sounds I'll... a little dream poppy yeah maybe. yeah cool bring it on all right, Nitwicks. It was a good week, and it was good hearing from some of you. We hope to hear from more of you even next week. We're going to have the phone as a new installment to the show. We're glad it's back. We'll catch you next week. We love you, Nitwicks. Episode 10, a true landmark. <laughs> Double digits at least. I'm nine and a half. <laughs> Guys, let me play kickball with you.